0: Quick message from our sponsor. Imagine if you could make your destination page match your messaging, eliminate leaks and distractions when sending someone from an ad or message, remove friction and make it easy to buy. Dream no more. Checkout Links is a simple but powerful app that lets you quickly create specialized bundles in a mini landing page that syncs directly with your Shopify checkout. Preload the shopping cart to reflect your order in that specialized bundle. You can automatically apply discounts so they don't have to manually type it in. And then you can also track individual link performance and so much more. You can find other creative ways to use them with your paid ads, customer smart chats, holiday offers, new product launches, email and SMS campaigns, or even rewarding your VIP customers. Go to CheckoutLinks.com slash Matt to learn more and install the Shopify app. That's CheckoutLinks.com slash Matt. This is Brand Builders. We've been actively working in D2C land for years and are continuing to be in the trenches daily. I'm Matt Lady, one of the co-hosts. Each week I have an episode with Tom Brown, an episode with Richie Mishiko. Sometimes we'll have one together. We are here to share our unfiltered, candid, casual perspectives, insights, lessons, experiences on building, a D 2 C brand. We text about this stuff all the time and are super nerds about all things e-commerce. And we just want to share this with you and hope you get something from it. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of brand builders. This one is with Tom and myself, and we're just going to jam through some recent topics, some conversations, some discussions we've seen online and been having with a few other people. And this first one up is about ad creative and Tom, uh, we saw this thread from Ash from Obvi, and we like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." You retweeted it. Pretty sure I liked it and saved it for, to talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm. What, what is what's your initial reaction
0: of of him of this thread
1: and what, what this means? Honestly, it's it's the simplicity of it, and that, I think that's that's kind of what I said in like my quote tweet of of this. I I definitely make the mistake of overcomplicating my creatives unnecessarily, particularly when I look at this thread and i look at the static images they're all very very basic <laughs> but yeah. they, really, they seem to work and they yeah, have a, it's amazing how fast i forget the basics it's be honest like a what that has just reminded me of yeah
0: and this it has this total spend on these like 100 grand mm-hmm. on this static image there's another 60 grand the ugc tiktok like ones are like 40k each this other yeah. gif which is like a static image but GIF with like text typing and some animations, not fancy, but effective That's 80 K in spend. Like those are significant amounts. And this was like their top five creatives from Q3. So I think I'm right there with you. And I'm thinking about this very similarly now to Stumptown. Um, uh, we're, 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 doing, uh, we're not doing really a Black Friday offer. Uh, mm-hmm. if we do do like, we're still sticking with no sales, no discounts. If we do end up doing one, it would be like the mattress hopper free gift with purchase. Yep. So it would it would be like same price, like mattresses are all the same. And we're just trying to get a little bit more conversion and a couple of emails collected maybe because we should be on Shopify by then. And we cool. can like start, te- start testing out, you know, little stuff like that. And we'd be actually able to do free gift with purchase and have it show up on the site and add it to cart and like do all that stuff and not have to like call us to like redeem your free gift, which, you know, which which I I joke and jest about. But I still think, um, I told you before I didn't have much Stumptown stuff, but I'm just going to get right into it. (laughs) I just remembered all this. I think that's one of the ways we stay like Stumptown-ish. We stay small. We stay. Hey, just call us if you have a problem. We'll talk to you. Which mattress you want? This is a big decision. It's the one that affects you every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple of employees in the retail store that are been around for years. They're like experts on this stuff. Yeah, and so I think we were going over the wireframes and the map and the beginnings of the with the Shopify site last week, and that's what me think about this stuff. It, we kind of, in the middle of it, realized, oh, we need to like have that call out. We need to have mm-hmm. that call. Uh, call literally us. Call We're out. here to help. <laughs> yeah, like actually, yeah, <laughs> literally, call it, call us <laughs> out, and call us up. So I think that's gonna be huge in how we can stay small in this not not overly expensive brand. Not mm. really. It's not flash. We're not gonna have the most best visual assets right away. We're not going to have, we don't, we don't have this big budget. We're doing 2023 planning this week. The goals aren't absurdly high, but the, that also means the budget isn't absurdly high. So all these mm-hmm. things I've been talking about with you and worrying about and stressing out about, I probably can't do most of them anyway, <laughs> or I, I have to start <laughs> doing them, uh, very much, very small on my own to start. So I think this like going circle, tying it all back in this thread going back to basics. Yep. I'm pretty sure we have some assets that I could do something like this as is or a, like, pay someone to help us get some assets. hundred, yeah, few hundred bucks, a couple of that, like one-time purchase, a 1, thousand bucks, two thousand bucks, take new mm-hmm. photos, some videos and stuff, whatever. And then I have like a little mini asset library. I could just test these very basic images, GIFs. Um, we don't even have a single UGC video, <laughs> so I think that like that's this is really cool to me and really neat to see. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's funny so. as you're talking. It's it's actually taking me back to when I launched you know the little side brand that I've got um, in February 2021. A lot of what I was talking about last week with like Ezra strategies was stuff that I was kind of executing on that because you know, I was doing the whole thing. I say in public, it was like behind a paywall. You know, a small group of people kind of just follow me building this thing in real time. But all of it was like that. It was like, yeah, here's basic email templates and to what we were talking about last week. Like a very much text-based, all the ad creators actually looking back at it and thinking back on it were very simple, like static images, or there was something that I created in Canva. And it was like, a, you know, the, the text might animate or like slide in or something like that. It was very basic, very rudimentary, but it worked phenomenally well. It really did. I mean. It, to be honest, like I didn't change that strategy for probably like six months until it actually got slightly more complex and established. And it yeah. was at that point where like, you know, it was doing decent money where I was like, okay, now I'll invest in decent creative. Yeah, yeah man.
0: that's so, so, it's, It is
1: amazing how fast you forget so, it. <laughs> so amazing.
0: We're, we get stuck. So this is like our responsibility slash just the, the, mm. side, the side effect of engaging in a community like we do on DTC Twitter and these groups and... Being chronically online <laughs> is that we're not we're not interacting and seeing real people, real actual customers of our brands. We're just no, seeing no. what we're just seeing everyone else, what everyone else's brand is doing, or what people's clients are doing, and they're like yeah. saying things to show, uh, not necessarily just to show off, but they're only showing the one percent outliers that work and the case studies, yeah. and not the other. Eighty percent of clients that churned. (laughs) This didn't work for them, and so it's so it's so hyper dependent on your brand, the product, the price points, all that sort of stuff. And so, uh, man, this is all just like really good reminder. And this is why I like engaging in stuff like this uh, and following people I do and doing all this stuff. And um,
1: yeah, yeah, like this this, is
0: this. This is like the one huge good reason. Uh, that's why I keep coming back. Right. Yeah. It's just this, these simple reminders from uh, people at times.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's funny. You're kind of making me like rethink my entire like black Friday strategy <laughs> in some ways of like just taking it back to basics. Like really just taking it back to basic, like very simple creatives that are not trying to be too smart, too clever. Like, Cause you're right. Like I, I spend way too much time hanging out with other like business owners and marketers. <laughs> I don't spend enough time actually talking to customers and it, it's funny. I mean, I was going to ask you when you were talking about, like, you know, literally getting people to pick up the phone and ring you. Do you know, like, roughly what the age demo is of Stumptown customers? So,
0: like, no, y- yes and no. It's partially skewed because for most of this year, the past agencies just haven't been targeting over 55 on, yeah. on ads for whatever reason. Like, no. We have, there's no data from GA or any like the WooCommerce like analytics, which is even less than Shopify, surprisingly. <laughs> uh, there's no data or connection that states like, oh, people over 55 never buy from us or they their conversion rate's garbage. What my initial digging is like, actually, the older you go, the higher the conversion rate and people like yeah, to totally call easy, email, and they're local. They local like oh, and they. I've never seen so many people leave actual customer notes when they like order stuff. Hey, um, I will be out of town. Can you deliver from this date and this date, or can you leave like bring it up the steps or bring, leave at the do-? like they they so many orders have these this. It's not just yeah. not it's not recency bias. Like you, I could go back and look at I've looked at all that. Like, this is insane. So yeah. they really, like, they view Stumptown as, because a lot of the customers have been so far, Oregon and Washington. Mm-hmm. And so they've, they've known about it the last six, seven years, whatever. And so, man, it's, it's the demo is generally higher. But if they are buying for, their, it's like buying for their kid. Like, let's get them to go to college. Or... Or it's a gift or a present or something for someone younger, but at the same yeah. time, the, mat- the at the same time the mattresses are cheap enough and affordable that y- younger folks are like, "Oh, yeah, I can use a new mattress." Or like, "Oh, I still have the one my parents gave me, <laughs> took from my parents' house ten years ago, fifteen years ago." So it's kind of both, um, and I have I don't have a clear customer a- avatar profile yet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, being in e commerce, I've definitely like shied away from picking up the phone. I mean I've, yeah, I've done it, don't get me wrong, and when we did do it, it was very effective. But the more we kind of grew, and this has kind of been across all brands and, and brands I've been computing with. I mean it's just it's always been this like step away from the phone. <laughs> like everything becomes digital, text based, email. Yeah. Like and uh, yeah, I mean I've I've played around, I mean Cart Loop, Live Recover, those kind of services where you know it's like it's SMS based, you plug it in, they will then text your customers and kind of do that support. I I've never heard of anyone or seen anyone. And maybe I've just missed it that is doing like live telephone support for customers. You know, basically like a live recover or a cart loop where like they will pick up the phone and just ring your customers. I don't know if that exists.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I- actually, I know there's plenty of like, the those tools and services you mentioned, there's yeah. a couple like outsourced customer service kind of they help do, they help you by ticket or if this flat rate or whatever yeah uh, i've seen that but not quite at the live call like level or distinction so yeah
1: i mean obviously like nothing to stop me like hiring a va to do that and just pick up the phone yeah. and proactively ring people but yeah i've never seen anyone really in like the dtc space talking about it of, like we just pick up the phone to ring everybody who abandons but again i think we all steer so much into like the younger demo you know all the brands are like, very much geared toward like millennials or gen z and I think we all kind of stupidly ignore like the plus 50s <laughs> where it's yes. where all the money is. But for some reason, we do not talk to them.
0: Yeah. And we ourselves don't like talking on the phone and calling people and getting calls. Yeah. Like, oh, can you, do you guys want to schedule a hangout? Do you want to, <laughs> like, literally a Google hangout? Or like, now, do you want to schedule in-person hangouts? Oh, you can text me at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, w- but we love talking into these microphones for everyone to hear. Yeah, <laughs> one-on-one intimate conversations. Weird, but that's Absolutely. just a weird generational thing, maybe. But I think it's, I think with Stumptown, it's unique because it was re- like retail first, and mm. we have we have that experience that we have the, the staff members and the team, and we're mattresses. Like we can afford to take. 10, 15, 20 up to 30 minutes probably for someone who calls yeah <laughs> the store yeah. the store probably not that busy all the time uh, especially for our specific mattresses in in the store, which has other brands yeah. and I'm sure if we were able to track it somehow, if we tracked the number of people who called and asked for help, and purchased either on the phone or Mm. then finished the order online. I'm sure it's astronomically high.
1: Yeah. So I think,
0: I think think for something like OPI where it's at scale and it's like protein powder, I don't know if like calling in is worth it or like for your brand where it's, um, my understanding, which (laughs) is similar ish space and similar ish sort of products. So. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I just think it's uh, it totally depends and it's not like I'm saying, I'm not trying to say everyone should pick up the phone and everyone should like spend 30 minutes per call with the customer. Cause, no.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, have you ever read um the book? I think it's Delivering Happiness. It was all about like Zappos. <sighs> I have it. But I haven't read it yet. <laughs> I haven't read it. I mean, I read it probably a decade ago, but it was... It was such like a fascinating insight. I mean, obviously like that business was very different. You know, average order was like, you know, $150, $200. And there was repeat business. You know, Zappos were selling shoes. People were coming back. Mm-hmm. But the whole principle was like, you know, basically keep someone on the phone for as long as you possibly can. Like just talk until like there is nothing left to talk about. It doesn't even matter if you're not talking about shoes, like just build a relationship with that customer. Because, like, you know, you just get that emotional buy-in. And again, like they're never going to leave. If they love you, they trust the company, they know that like Sally just sat on like an hour phone call and got everything answered and then she like unloaded because she's not actually talked to anybody in weeks. Like something like she's in love with you. <laughs> like she's going to yeah. come back and buy shoes again and again and again from Zappos, from like that one phone call. It's, yeah, I mean, it goes back to like what, a lot of what we're looking at within Hutch, which is like, how do we scale the unscalable? And it's almost looking at like that zappos s model, but applying it to like a 3PR. It's like, how do we get on the phone and basically just consult with you? help you like grow your brands, even if we don't get you as a client, because th- at some point you're going to go away and mention this to someone else. Or you Exactly.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I was, I was like, uh, going to say is that that person who just called Sally, she's going to tell her friends about it. She's going to text her group chat, her mom group chat about it. She's gonna post it in this Facebook group or whatever. And that it's going to spread or she's, and, or she's never going to leave. Yeah. And with, with you guys, it's not an average order value of $150, 200 bucks No, it's you're, not. You're working with brands. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's uh, per brand. So per like, partner you guys have. So there's definitely, I think you're onto something. Like I've, I've been saying, you're onto something with that. And just trying to figure that out. Because, dude, even if we want to just literally thinking out loud in public right now, if you want to turn this into a live audit, free audit where someone's going to like come into the hut, into Hutch, and we can just do this like every week or every other week and just do that and be like, Hey, here's your episode.
1: Wait, that's a picture. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like if anybody's
1: listening the one's that
0: wants <laughs> that. Yeah. And, and if you're not even working with Hutch, but like we've, talk, we've yeah, talked about that. that. we have shared about yeah. that before this is like, this is fun. This is what we do. We're just going to talk about something else somewhat related Mm -hmm. and just share, but we can actually help someone specifically. Mm -hmm. Might be cool. So there's that. So I think just this, this initial thread going back to it and wrapping up this was like simplicity, go back to the basics. Remember who your customer is, not what you're viewing in your echo chambers of other founder friends and freelancers and agencies trying to sell you stuff, um, and just mm. really know and try to have filter, have a better filter of what you're consuming online. And it's, yeah. there's almost no reason to try every new thing you see. And it seems like we, we get, uh, oh. This is great. This is cool. This is perfect. Like this, this, mm-hmm. like this is the answer I needed to change my business forever. And it's like very far and few in between when that actually happens. But yeah. this one is relatively like that for us, as we're kind of saying in terms of simplicity and I will have limited budget for the next year at least. So mm-hmm. I, I can be able to do some of these text-based and uh, GIF ads. So I think like this is really good and Got pretty disengagement, but didn't go viral like some of his stuff usually does. But because it was like so simple, I think that's kind of I got more value from this one versus some of the other ones that do go more like
1: wild. Yeah, I would say his tweets like this is probably the one I've got the most value out of almost full stop in all seriousness. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah, like talking about revolving credit and all that sort of thing and yeah, different ad techniques. But this, I would say, is actually (laughs) the one I am getting the most value. I mean, you're right, like it's proportionally it's not got that much attention which is fascinating. Like, because it's not so shiny and off the wall it's just like straight and true here's what works. <laughs> here's what here's the last 90 days here's the top
0: performers. Mm. And three of them are basic image ads. Oh, two basic image, one gif, two fancy UGC. And they're not even that fancy.
1: Like they're not that fancy. Like no, literally they're... you can film these in Canva in about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs>
0: man, um this is, this is great. I'm glad we started with that one. and Talked about it. A quick reminder from our sponsor checkout links allows you to create simple and effective short links that go straight to your checkout for your social media pages, paid ads, customer support tickets, direct messages, holiday specific offers, brand new product launches, or even adding a QR code to your packaging or insert with a checkout link for easy reordering in just seconds. Once again, go to checkoutlinks.com to learn more, install that Shopify app. That's checkoutlinks.com slash mat. Any of the other ones you wanna jump to next that you care, care about or anything off of that conversation?
1: Or do you oh. want to pick the next one? No, go on, you you go for it. Okay. <laughs> no pressure.
0: <laughs> no pressure, but here's all the
1: pressure. Uh,
0: so uh, digitally native. Yeah, me, pull, pull in,
1: pull in. yeah, he changed so, his profile picture, which is confused if it Jesus at me. <laughs>
0: yeah, for, for, for a long time, he was like this anonymous, just like le- letter, like DN, like it was a uh-huh. profile picture. And then, so he tweeted uh, literally like a couple hours ago, uh, talking about a shift in what head of growth means to D C brands. It's not just digital marketing as a core competency. The role rooted will be rooted in merchandising brand going forward and i think my initial reaction is probably some truth to that mm-hmm. two probably not at the scale that most bootstrap founders and brands are <laughs> i think it's still we're still so relatively early in that being dig, literally being digitally native and learning yeah. what we determine as basic digital marketing skills and foundational stuff but we yeah time and time and time and time and time and time again always run into these brands and businesses that are just like oh you don't have email automation set up yet <laughs> and you're already doing a million dollars 2 million dollars like yeah. so yeah. i think i think <laughs> i think he's talking about higher level brands that are much bigger generally it, when i think of Nate's tweets it's from that perspective if yeah. that's his experience that's what he's like from in that back. so it's it totally makes base. sense yeah and so i think for us or people like us we're in that like not enterprise VC back level we're like 50 20 million and under versus he's mm. like over that by far so so i think that's just an interesting way to like start this off it's
1: mm-hmm. kind of looking at it that way yeah. And I, I think probably again, the world that he plays in, I mean, we're I think we're starting to get to a point, I'm not going to say like maturity, but you know, some of the the biggest and oldest brands now on Shopify are probably coming up on like eight, nine, 10 years old. Like they're reaching a very different point where they have built brand over the last decade. And like, you know, there's, there's a certain level of awareness now where like, you know, maybe to a degree they're kind of tapped out on DTC and they actually like to keep growing need to go into retail. They need to go and do merchandising and actually grab some physical footprints. Yeah, you know, I think they're playing a very different game at this point. I, yeah. I think so many of us expected DDC to just keep accelerating at the rate, and e-commerce particularly to just keep accelerating at the rate that we did in COVID. And it's not done that. It's pulled back. It's still growing. Don't be wrong. It's still trending the right way. But I think anyone really at that level you know, that is doing nine figures plus a year, yeah, you're starting to realize that like you can't just play in the DTC arena anymore. No, I'd say mean, you, yeah. you can't. If you want to keep growing aggressively, I think you need to step sideways.
0: Yes, step sideways. The horizontal scaling of people talk about with like ad accounts, but also your business. Instead of just more ad spend on this yeah. one campaign or ad, you add another campaign. You add another audience. It's yeah. sorta of similar to think about it. We add retail, we're adding wholesale, we're doing partnerships, we're yeah. going on Amazon. But it's not as simple as just making a new campaign and putting some budget in and launching it. That's another five to five thousand
1: no, bucks a
0: day or a month. It's it's a whole effort, it's a whole like plan ahead. You have to have time and money and skill and experience to like, do this stuff. So
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, I forget who was talking about it, but it may have been even you and Richie on one of your podcasts. I'll kind of lose the plot at this point, I swear to God. (laughs) Um, But it was talking about, like, basically one of the marketers, a group like Bacardi, you know, where their marketing budget is in the billions every year, but, like, they cannot track it. You know, it takes them, like, six months to build a campaign. Then it rolls out, like, everywhere. It's on billboards, it's on television. It's just freaking everywhere. you, You can't track that. (laughs) you don't know the result of it. It's not like you turn around in six months and see like the uplift from the winter campaign. Like you just, you just don't, (laughs) you just take the budget, repeat, try to do your best effort, make sure that there's a level of awareness out there everywhere and go again. Like it's such a different game.
0: So, so, so very different. (laughs) So I think that's one like good thing to keep in mind when you're even me, I almost got caught like, I don't think or like, yeah, that's super smart. But then I'm like, hmm, am I operating a hundred million dollar brand? Nope. <laughs> Will I be anytime soon? Probably not. <laughs> so and that's okay. And so I think that's a good like a good conversation and discussion and like yeah. I, I, I like ideas came about from that, but I think it's just a different level, a different game than it is what I, we I typically talk about and play.
1: Yeah, I think it's half of what so many of us kind of need to be aware of with Twitter, you know, it's so easy to just read this as gospel and be like, okay, if I'm ahead of growth, I can't focus on DTC anymore. I now have to go and be involved in merchandising and brand. Like, shit, Whereas, like, that's not the case. <laughs> like if you're a bootstrap founder doing really, like I would imagine less than nine figures, like you're, you're doing just fine. Like, I don't <laughs> think role is going to change that much over the next two to five years. Yeah.
0: I think it's, yeah, this is maybe a very early prediction or statement. And I think over time, this will be more and more true. Mm. And we might see distribution come in earlier and earlier, depending on what industry and brand and product you have. Yep. Because for the last few years, last five or six years, just just Shopify drop ship, (laughs) Facebook ads, money printer go. (laughs) So like, (laughs) but that's like not the case for as, as often anymore. So as, you know, things are shifting and after pandemic, which no one really planned for and people Mm -hmm. want to go back out and like not be in their house all the time and they want to go. Some people still always liked this whole time shopping in person and buying stuff from the the store. They
1: they still exist.
0: (laughs) They still exist, but I haven't met any of them uh, in quite some time. But I think you'll be able to figure out and as more knowledge and more access and more entrepreneurship continues to grow, I think more of this free resources, free information, free help, mm-hmm. kind of like what we're doing here, kind of like what other people are doing on their shows and videos and newsletters and whatnot. I think we'll, you'll start to see this shift over time, but I don't think it's as immediate or as soon No, as but Nate did say, I think we'll see a shift in what a head yeah. of growth does for DC brands. Doesn't say it doesn't have a time on it. Doesn't no. like, you know, too specific. So, but it's just good to think about, good talk about, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, definitely.
0: Anything, anything else on that one? you good.
1: No, I think that's good.
0: Okay. Let's, um, I touched on it with Richie a couple weeks ago, but shop cash you had mentioned this before the episode you saw this link so for essentially essentially my understanding shop cash is trying to be uh shopify is trying to become more marketplace amazon like in the fact that it's establishing infrastructure across operations financing logistics it's trying to do more of these things like amazon prime amazon has credit cards you know these sort of things. So Shop Pay, mm. it's on top of the Shop Pay app and infrastructure. And if you use Shop Pay, you can get Shop Cash back three percent on rewards on purchases processed by Shop Pay, and it's only redeemable in the shop at other brands. So that's yeah. my understanding of it. That's the basics. That's the overview. So
1: you had some initial thoughts and curiosities on it i i did and i mean i i i kind of got wind of this about six months ago and i forget who it was i feel like it was john over at loop that i saw like talking about this Uh, i'd i'd be blind if i could exactly remember when um but i think they got like beta access to it through one of their clients or they were starting to see it and initially i'm smith like the the geek in me kind of geeked out like this is damn cool again draws people into using shop and then i mean we were talking about it briefly just before we hopped on here and i have i definitely had like a good handful of customers the last few months i know that have reached out you know when they've bought something through our store they've used shop pay unknowingly that they're using shop and they will complain to us after the fact of like how did you get my credit card details like this something like this is fraud Some you're scamming me and for us to then try and explain like no no no, you opted into shop pay on another store you saved your card details which means because we're also on shopify you can use it here like I feel like as merchants, there's a lot of these kind of cases where we have to kind of educate customers on what on earth Pay is. And that will, it will get better over time. Of course it will. You know, as more people become aware of what Shopify is and what Pay is. But I I mean, I see it even in the forums now of, you know, the Shopify forums of people complaining to Shopify that a store that's hosted on Shopify did not deliver shop the goods. And the customer feels like it's Shopify's problem. It's like, no, no, like that is just one of 1.2 million stores that are hosted on Shopify that didn't deliver your goods, (laughs) right? Like there's still this, this level of sort of misunderstanding. And like, I, I totally get it from the consumer side. You know, I live and die inside of Shopify. That is my world has been for damn near a decade, but for Joe average consumer that does not know what Shopify is, doesn't know really what Shopify is. Like they're just trying to use their credit card to check out. I, I think it's getting a little bit confusing again. Me as being as deep in the trenches as I am, I love the shop app. I think it's super convenient. It pulls everything into one place. Really, really handy, really convenient. I'm a big fan. But am I average consumer? Like I know I'm not. <laughs> like, no, I don't oh, know. Anybody no. outside the Shopify ecosystem that uses that shop app. Like I, I, I are the
0: people who stole the stores.
1: We found them. They are <laughs> That's, the, yeah. But like I, I fear this whole like shop pay, credit, cash, whatever we we're gonna end up calling it, is just gonna almost like add another layer of confusion to customers. I think so. Yeah.
0: Especially like you're, like you're getting at what you're saying is there's almost another level or two of awareness and education about what Shopify actually is at a foundational baseline level. Mm. And people don't like people who buy stuff online all the time that aren't behind the scenes working on the brands. Yeah. I I know people who buy stuff online all the time. They don't they don't know that it's a Shopify site or no. they don't know how the tech actually works. And like, wow. I tell them something like literally the most basic thing I could tell them ever about ads or email or how a site works or cart yeah. abandonment, you know, stuff like that. And they're just blown away and like, "Oh, that makes sense. I think I get that. That's crazy. I never knew that." So, yeah. if we're still there, for the very common online shopping consumer, and we are excluding ourselves from this. Yeah, for it, but the, the consumer, not the behind-the-scenes builders. I think there's. We're still very far away. <laughs> I think. I think the we can help spread that adoption and awareness and education and this buy into it. Maybe Shopify gives us credits or like gets us like. In theory, shop if we opt into this, or I don't know if we can opt in or out of it yet. But oh, cool! Our store and our brand is on sh- the Shop Pay network, and other stores are gonna like other people are gonna buy after mm. they buy from another Shopify store. So let's band together and like to help each other out, sort of thing. But it's kind of not there yet. So I think we're still like you're getting at and saying it's a little it's far not, away. It's not quite yeah. right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, to that point, I mean, I, I would assume this is probably going to get rolled out to a select number of US based Shopify plus stores before anybody else. Yeah. It's, it's the way this sort of stuff tends to go. I struggle to believe that many of them really would want to take up like digital real estate to promote Shopify cash so that you go and spend it on another store potentially versus doing their own level of retention. I, I don't know I'm, I'm, struggling with that a bit, like even, even at this level, I'm not sure I want to go like, we use Shopify and you can use shopcast and then you can go and run to another Shopify store and use it there too. Like, I'm not sure I want to promote that as a like, I want you to come back to my store. <sighs> Isn't that like the whole, like I, I am, I'm with you. I think that was the whole point
0: of making Shopify is to have your own independent mm-hmm. store and not be part of the network marketplace effect. Yeah. You can have your own unique brand and voice, and own your customers and whatever, all that stuff. And so now they're going this other way, and we've we keep referencing the Harley interview with uh, Nick and Boyce like on yeah, their podcast. So Harley keeps talking about these like oh these mass ninety uh, percent plus uh, brands need this and solutions to help them grow. I don't know if ShopCash is one of them. I think mm-hmm. Shop Shop Pay is and the Shop app is not widely used and adopted. They have the numbers. Mm-hmm. Be wrong, I'm wrong often, but I just don't know if that's the right. I don't think it we're quite there yet.
1: Uh, no, I don't. And,
0: and it's kind of like what we're saying is it's the opposite of what we want actually as brand owners. Like they they think that's a solution and it's helping us, but. Our competitors are gonna be on the shop app and shop pay and get the shop cash back. Oh, cool. I bought from Tom's brand, but then I'm gonna go over on this brand. I got a Subtown mattress, but I'm actually gonna try a pillow from Purple. And then like, oh, well, I like their pillows. I'm gonna get sheets and then a bed frame. And then I lose them when they buy a mattress in four years.
1: Mm. Yeah, like Like, like, um, unless I own every brand in that category, I'm not sure I wanna do that. (laughs) Which is all very well if, you know, I'm a brand aggregator. Like, great, I own the entire sleep industry and I've just spent (laughs) 50 billion buying it up. But, like, unless you're that, (laughs) I don't want to promote another sleep company.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, I I think it's one of those, like, sounds cool in theory things.
1: Yeah. um, But I don't think it's... I, I almost wonder if, like, they would be better off building this for like the individual merchant, as opposed to like trying to t- turn it into this marketplace. Yeah, almost like some kind of loyalty or retention app that is maybe like baked into your own Uh-oh. individual store, but, like just just an app. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I I think I see what you're saying. Um, so almost like a cashback program for kind your of. own store. But yeah, so like, that's let me deploy
1: the- like a, a singular store level, not globally.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. I think that's, I think that makes more sense and I, I think that's what um, services like uh, Fondue are going to do, like the cash yeah. back where, oh, cool. And so this 10%, 20% discount, mm. get cash back on, you can get cash back at this store or literally yeah. uh, just a debit card and like yeah. cash. And that's like, that's not directly competing like the shop cash. It's a little different. Right. It's my, my brand or cash use it wherever. Yeah. So I, I, think, I yeah, you
1: know. I, I, I don't know. I do, I get it from like, you know, the Shopify perspective. And in fact, it, it's kind of reminded me of a conversation that the and Harley had, which was, you know, Moyes saying like, you know, when is Shopify going to put the prices up? And I, I think Harley in that interview or something that came up in the interview was talking about like the fact that they make more off of payments than they do off of actually like subscriptions. So like I get them wanting to drive more yeah. consumers to use ShopPay because like they are making bank off the back of it, yeah. and in that regard, maybe then they don't have to put subscriptions to merchants up or, I don't know, yeah. But, <laughs> <I'm not laughs> but sure way to no, it.
0: no, I don't know either. Um, yeah, and they're talking about like uh, I kept writing reading more about Dan's Dan's thread here about the Shop Cash. It's, oh yeah, Shopify's. Aggregating demand, and it's a win-win-win for Shopify emergency customers. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if I believe in that or feel that way right now. Uh, they want to make Shop App a shopping destination. Uh, I don't know. Like I think Amazon now is a shopping destination. If you're an Amazon buyer, like you buy most of your stuff on Amazon. You have okay. Prime. You have Prime. Like you have the subscription to get the free shipping to get things quicker, you, whatever, um, you've better pricing sometimes like, Oh, with prime, it's a few dollars cheaper, whatever you get access to their like media library and all their shows and movies. So I don't know if I just don't know, uh, as of this time. So I think it's pretty interesting. And I think it's, I like how they're trying to like do stuff for the brands on the platform, but I don't know if that's that, biggest lever that they can pull maybe this no, is a no. hundred maybe this is a hundred year lever and we're only thinking one year and 10 years out at most, that's very right? possible so yeah. like that's what like keeps i keep having to like, come back to i'm trying to like selfishly for me like my my brand my little store they don't, give, they don't care about my one little store in particular they care about all the little stores combined right
1: yeah so, yeah it's funny like you're just talking there. i think one of the first things that just went through my head was i remember when paypal like, you know they used to pay you like 10 to 20 pounds or 10 to 20 dollars to like bring your friends over you know when no one knew about paypal
0: yeah
1: and like is this shopify essentially trying to do the same thing this is just That's... dragging people kicking and screaming that don't know what shopify is into the shopify ecosystem to try and educate them and like right. you say maybe I mean, doing this on like a, a yeah 10 20 year window and, and i'm not
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i'm a week. I just want to, like, protect my brand and build my own real estate. Like, <laughs> I don't want to share it.
0: Yeah. That's that's what they sold us on. And, like, oh, yeah. yeah, I own this. Like, I can make it the way I want. I set the prices. I choose the tools. I, the ed, like, the design, the copy, how it works, and the customer experience and service. So, I don't know, man. I'm with you. Um, I think it has potential. It could be this long-term thing, but I don't think it's an immediate, like,
1: Seven steps
0: to sh- set up your brand for shop cash success. Like I don't think you were there yet, quite yet.
1: So no, although I guarantee um, that tweet thread is coming.
0: <laughs> it's coming as soon as it co- like as soon as the, an actual announcement comes out. Or I've been in beta for two weeks, and this is a game changer. Like and retweet, and I'll send you
1: it's the PDF like one more time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clearly, it works. That's what gets all the engagement these days. I'm not gonna play that game. That's okay. <laughs> I'll take my slow and steady, one or two followers at most a day. My small amount of engagement. That is this little community. And people I actually know, and yeah. I'm not trying to sell a bunch of stuff. Nope. And so I'm I'm with you there. So I think that's um, I think that's good. I think that's it. Any last things you want to mention or say, or shout out, or
1: remind no, people? I, I kind of just, if if we round it up here, I kind of just want to emphasize the fact again of like, you know, if, if there is something you want us to kind of get into the weeds of, you know, whether it be brand, whether it be an app, whether it be functionality, like genuinely do reach out. I, I would love to spend the time actually trying to dig into the weeds and just help somebody a little bit. So please, if, if you're listening, yes. and that's something you want to take us up on, like, don't be shy, you know, message one of us in one form or another, like, we'll, we'll pick it up. We'll do it. Be yes. hundred percent backing that. We mean
0: it, we do not have thousands of listeners. (laughs) Don't (laughs) worry, you're not gonna get lost in the swarm of this. Like we're still very early. We're still very building this one by one. And so if you are listening and you get to the end and hear this, like we genuinely think we would be able to help or at least have a fun time and good conversation, provide thoughts around this stuff and help one person and then I'm sure there's people like you that have that question. I was yeah. often that kid in school, like, all 100%. right, I kind of, I kind of don't get it. But if I don't get it and I'm not an idiot, <laughs> <most of> <laughs> <time>. <laughs> like I'm sure other people don't get it. So I'm just going to like ask for everyone. Right. Yeah. So be that person. You're not going to be an idiot. We're not, we don't even have to mention you by name. If you want to nope. be cool. If you, if you want to, great. Well, yeah, we'll shut you out. But just, yeah, we're here to help you as well. So. Yeah, good call out, Tom. Thanks for the reminder. That goes on and on as long as we're doing this. This is not a one-time thing. So uh, appreciate y'all. Thanks for listening. Let us know what you think and we'll catch you on the next one. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I love being able to do this and meet with people that are smart and enthusiastic and just want to share what they have to know about all things DTC. Every rating and review and episode you share with a friend means a ton to me as I continue to bootstrap this show as part of my small little media brand, High Key Geek. If you haven't checked out my other show, Ecommerce Uncovered, you should. It's a little more tactical and practical, and I've guest experts on to learn from freelancers, agency owners, in-house marketers, and founders, all in an effort to help you continue to bootstrap your DTC brand profitably. Two episodes a week will have you staying up to date on the effort changing industry and learning fundamental concepts and tactics for you to apply to your own brand. That's e-commerce uncovered on the high key geek YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Catch you next time.